0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Daxton Miles Jr., and you're listening to the Rapsy Boys Kids.
1: Prince, the producer. This is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I also hate Pitt joining Jeremy, Jeremy,
0: Jeremy, Nicholas Phoenix. Yes, I said my middle name. That's where the end comes from. Nicholas Phoenix. Yep.
1: In the building, as he would say, you are joining us, the raspy voice kids for pop culture. Pop, 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 pop. Today, we're talking about a nationwide problem, something that is affecting millions upon millions of people and there is no end in sight jeremy can you tell the people what we're gonna talk about nah
0: gee this you you tell the people we gonna talk about
1: schools have been closed because of the COVID 19 pandemic that's leaving parents to homeschool their children and i'm telling you right now jeremy they say it takes a village to raise a child but it takes a distillery to homeschool one
0: wow that's funny and i got two of them you talk about a problem (laughs) People call homeschool a problem. Here's the funny thing that you say about that, that, that immediately I think about it. I don't have kids, so I don't have to homeschool them while this epidemic is going on. But but, 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 but
1: don't don't the people who are teachers, don't they get paid for, for teaching their kids, their students? They get paid. They're still getting paid. I believe a lot of them are still getting paid through these trying times, which I believe they should because teachers are amazing. Yes. They're still doing big work. They really are. Absolutely. Sending home, some- sending home sending po- home packets of uh schoolwork setting up online school workstations they're doing their work they're hustling out there hard
0: yeah no i appreciate it but you know i'm be devil's advocate cuz i feel like a lot of them probably are but i remember i remember certain teachers would have us uh, uh like an assignment due the next day and if you didn't have it the next day you get i don't know 30% off your grade cuz it wasn't ready and then It would take two weeks for them to grade my paper. And I want to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're getting paid to grade my paper. And it took you two weeks or you try to water it down and have everybody else grade each other's papers which, by the way, I kind of like because, you know, you just get it to a friend and say, yo, son, look out for me. You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm just saying. I'm just saying there's people who do it right and people who do it wrong and not just in teachers, in all aspects of life. So I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm throwing that out there.
1: Well, I mean, there's just one of you, so one assignment should get done. It does take them. They got 30 kids in the class. You could see how it might take two weeks to get your paper back, right?
0: Nope. Nope. Don't even. (laughs) That's a job. Okay. my,
1: My beef is, if I'm homeschooling my kids, I'm an essential employee, so I'm still working. I'm still doing everything else in life that I need to do. Shouldn't I be getting paid for this? Should I be getting an extra cut? Where's my stimulus check for homeschooling my children? Where's that?
0: No, that that's what I'm saying. Oh, b- and, by the way, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt you with this. I'm watching. I think it's the Japanese Baseball League. Korean. The LG Twins. Uh, Korean. I'm telling you, this dude at second base just made an amazing snag on ESPN. Oh, my goodness. Sorry. Sorry for interrupting with that. But the dude, the dude got up. The dude got up.
1: Sports deprived for sure. But I'm saying, Jay, they should be paying me to do this. It's this killing me. I'm sorry, but there's no way they're getting the They're not. They're, we know off the bat they're not going to get the kind of education they would get when, if they were actually in school. But I just, uh, some of me just can't be bothered to be worried about teaching these kids. They're going to learn life lessons right now. Okay? That's what they're going to be going. They're going to be learning life
0: lessons. I saw, I saw your tweet the other day about Layton doing his homework right beside you. Uh, All right, Jeremy. Somebody Jeremy. please
1: kill me. <laughs> I told him to do his schoolwork. He decided oh, to come wow. down and bring it down with him. And I thought, for real, this is what we're going to do right beside me. <laughs> Because <laughs> the truth is, he called you bluff. He said, what you going to say, dad? What you nothing, got, dad? Nothing. It's quality nothing. time. Memory's going to look back on Oh, no, that's, that's what I
0: like. You know, he you know how to play the game. He said, like, all right, I got to do this. you going to sit here with me. And we got to nothing. do this.
1: We got to do this. <laughs> we a team. But tell me how y'all feeling out there, parents. How are you guys dealing with this? pandemic homeschooling it's one thing to decide to homeschool your kids to be mentally focused and prepared to do so to have all the supplies all everything at the ready to teach your kids at home it's another thing to be thrust into it at the last minute and expected to do a good job a consistent job so how are you coping with this i'm struggling i'm gonna tell you the truth i'm struggling to take it seriously i'm struggling because my kids do well in school my kids are are relatively intelligent i'm not bragging i'm just saying they're not going to fall behind Because of this pandemic.
0: No, I I like it. I like it. But you know what just hit me? I think a good litmus test for a good uh, class or is not every. All right. so, So I'll give you an example. I had a class in my junior and senior year where I went out to the Caperton Center. They didn't actually have a teacher teaching the class. They had a guy who just knew about the subject and he was teaching the college course. We had 30 kids in class. All thirty kids had an A. That's a problem. If everybody in your class has an A, either A, it's too easy, or B, you're really not teaching anything. The real the re- I feel like you really get it when you have, you know, ups and downs in the classroom. So my
1: question is, I wonder how many kids are gonna get left back this year. Ain't nobody get left back. It's George Bush, no child left behind right now, son. <laughs> Like Chris Rock
0: said, Chris Rock was like, how would you fail kindergarten? Do you know how dumb you have to be to fail kindergarten? (laughs) What's two plus two? Jello. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what I feel like right now. Like what kind of education are these kids getting and how many kids, you know, you know, compared to regularly are being left back?
1: There is no parent who's going to leave their kid behind because they're trying to make sure these kids get through these classes. No way they are adding extra time to their burden. Amen. And not only that, you were talking about every kid had an A. If every kid has an A or every kid has an F, you're a bad teacher. Amen. 100%. It's too much or too little. Either way, you're a bad teacher. But let us know. How are you guys dealing with this? Let us know uh, when we release this on Twitter. Let us know uh, via Anchor Messages. However you want to get at the raspy Voice kids, go ahead and do that. We'll be here. We'll be ready for it. Can't wait to hear from you. Raspberry Voice! Big shout to Shrinkables! Shrinkables. Supporting the RVK partnership since day one. Segment number two with the Raspy Voice Kids, it's time for WVU with the Raspy Voice Kids. I'm Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I also hate Pitt, joined by Jeremy Phoenix in the building as well, my friend. We want to talk to you guys about this upcoming season because it looks like more and more increasingly, cautiously but optimistically, there is going to be a football season.
0: And I understand the fact that professional is different than collegiate sports because you get different politics that go into it. But right now I'm watching Korean baseball. Is it Japanese? Korean baseball on ESPN that's being played with no fans. So if they're doing this now, I feel like in four months, when we are ready to play college football, we
1: should be ready to go. My two cents. The, a few things that people haven't talked about a lot, I think is one, all 50 states have to be on board, pretty much, for FBS to work. Because if New York's not open, you got Syracuse. You think about New York, New Jersey, you got Syracuse, Rutgers, there's two Power 5 programs. Yeah, who cares? But go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I understand what you're trying but to say. But it messes up the whole schedule.
0: It does. It does. Well, I mean, they were going to uh, get L's anyway, so, I mean, it's very easy to just put L's. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know what, what I'm funny. saying. like. Yeah, I know. I got you. I got you. So, like, if West Virginia – like, Oklahoma never shut down. Now, the Big 12 stepped in and made it so that nobody could do uh, spring practice, spring lifting, spring – this the spring schedule. So
0: so it was unified across the Big 12.
1: Exactly. So you're going to have to have the same thing happen when these states open up and when things get rolled out for there to be a football season. The interesting thing is that when you have people saying the kind of stuff that I say – Which is, I believe that the season was, I, I believe that the season was not going to happen. At the bare minimum, I believed it would be modified, like having no, uh, out of conference schedule. People believe that you want that to be the case. But just because you believe something doesn't mean that's what you want. There was a writer who said that his whole, his whole job is based on college football. So just because he thought there wouldn't be college football, obviously doesn't mean he doesn't want there to be college football because it's his livelihood. Um, I think people are funny. They just want to lash out and attack no matter what. But there's nobody who wants West Virginia University football more than this guy right here. So, no, I know. I definitely hear you. People, uh, uh, you know,
0: people get emotional and people want stuff to say. I mean, Twitter is Twitter for a reason because people have their two cents about everything. Um, Sorry, I know. I keep going back to this. It just hit me. I'm watching this Korean baseball thing. They got Fila jerseys. Fila. What we going back to Grant Hill? Sorry, sorry. I'm watching on ESPN right now as I'm on the podcast. I'm sorry. We'll go back to West Virginia, though. But yeah, um, people get in the feels, man. You know how it goes. And people just want to throw their two cents out there. This or that, it doesn't matter. So no matter what you say, they're going to react with a strong feeling or a... I don't know, being offended in, not offended but like you know kind of offended in, in some kind of type of way.
1: Definitely offended, they're definitely offended. Everybody, a lot of these people are the same people who call people snowflakes uh who are offended <laughs> at the idea that somebody has a different opinion by them. Duh, let's not give them a break so they aren't offended. They're 100% offended. Yeah. But like so- but I but like I said, I think I I thought that it would not happen. I still think it's going to be modified. Um, but West Virginia has already announced that they're going to have students on campus in the fall. That is the plan. So it's looking like West Virginia will be geared up and ready to go for, for college football.
0: Here's about the thing. Big, big, big thing that's been on Twitter here recently. They're talking about Mr. Patrick White from Daphne, Alabama. He was trending. Who is now, you know, he was a Mountaineer, and he's doing all kinds of things, coaching and whatnot. They want to talk about his four championships His four bowl game wins that's never been duplicated. Actually, people say five because if you count the senior bowl, that's five. Brandon, to you, which one of those five bowl bowl, uh, wins is the best from Sir Patrick White?
1: Uh, For me, it's the Sugar Bowl. It's the most important win in the history of WVU sports, in my opinion.
0: Okay. Okay. I think it's big time. It's very clear that you talked to Chris
1: Hall, too, because... Uh, <laughs> no, well, no. No, Chris Hall... Yeah, it's interesting. Chris Hall uh, did um, message me and, and ask the question, which is what is the most important win in West Virginia uh, history? And I put Sugar Bowl, immediate response. And he said, my man. We didn't even talk uh, about it.
0: Yeah, that's funny, because that was my number two. I had a number one, and then he... Right when I put number one, he's like, don't worry, you lost. Wrong answer. <laughs> I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't know. He's like... Too late. You
1: lost.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm, glad, I'm glad to see that you won because that, that was my number two answer. My number one was because I was too young and had some – uh, I, okay, because I didn't know Penn State went six and five that year. I thought they were good. What The first time we beat them in 1988 with Major Harris, I was too young. To, so I thought it was like a historic event. It wasn't a historic event because it was the first time we beat them in a long time. But I didn't realize they were garbage. <laughs> they were garbage that year. Yep. And he told me, uh, wrong answer. I was like, oh, well, now knowing that, he's like, no, 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 you can't change. You already answered and lost.
1: Yep. For me, it was that or the Fiesta Bowl. Just Fiesta Bowl because of the circumstances. But the Sugar Bowl, to me, is is the most important one. It was the
0: first time that Mountaineers could really have this hope. I mean, we beat the mighty SEC. They were talking all kinds of noise and all kinds of junk. And it's not just that we beat them. If we beat them with a bunch of senior players, that's one thing. We beat them with freshmen, which said, look at the horizon of West Virginia football. Because of that, when we got people like Noel Devine and Tavon Austin and and other players that come to West Virginia because of that win, it was so historic and so big because it put the program on the map because they weren't
1: seniors. Yeah, put the program on the map for the next three years minimum. Covers of magazines, including Sports Illustrated, uh, video game success, which people still rave about what they could do with Pat White and Steve Slayton on NCAA. Um it, it really did. It, it put us on the map. It I should say. I should like say sports, put Illustrated.
0: Us- sports Illustrated. Sports uh, Illustrated, uh, Owen Schmidt, and all, and all the three boys on the cover of Sports Illustrated. It was huge. It was all over everything.
1: Yeah, I don't want to say put us on the map like I was saying because Major Harris put us on the map with Don Nealon. But it reestablished us Thank as a player yeah, yeah, yeah. in and college sometimes sports. Sometimes
0: things fade away sometimes. You know what I mean? So, like, Major Harris did his thing, and people remember the name Major Harris across the country. Like you said, you went to Canada years and years and years later. I think it was in the 2000s, and they said, oh, West Virginia, because they saw you had the hat on. And they said, oh, Major Harris, long live Major Harris. So he did amazing things for our program. But, you know, a decade later, Pat White and Steve Slayton say,
1: hey, look, allow me to reintroduce ourselves, you know? Yep. So those was big things right there. Speaking of that team, you were talking about something that Sports Illustrated was talk or the ESPN was talking about with in regards to WVU. Yeah, go ahead and say it. The top twenty-five. 25- oh, that
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> I literally forgot what you were talking about. That's why I said go ahead and say it.
1: But go ahead. <laughs> no, you say it now that you remember. Well, I'm looking for the picture. They were talking about um,
0: the top 20. You know what? There we go. Woom, there it is. The top 25 most important games in college football spread revolution. The interesting thing about this is that it gave two West Virginia games um, that were big time for us. That really helped, once again, to establish the spread offense. But it also talked about Rich Rod way back at Glenville State. Yes, Glenville State made ESPN's top 25 most revolutionary games of the spread offense. Uh, two of the games they mentioned were November 16th, 2006, where West Virginia beat Pitt, lowercase, 45-27. And then the other game they talked about was something that we'll never forget, January 4th, 2012, when West Virginia beat Clemson 70-33 to in the Orange Bowl, they talked about how these were two of the most influential spread offense
1: game, uh, offensive games in the history of the spread. It's amazing because we, of course, remember it fondly, but it's great to see on a national scale people recognizing what Rich Rodriguez was able to do with Calvin McGee, Pat White, Steve Slayton, Darius Reynard, and the likes um at in morgantown at that time
0: yeah and by the way that that uh play from the clemson game i don't know if rich rod came up with it i don't know if calvin mcgee came up with it it's the first time i recognized it
1: what the, with, the tap
0: where the, where the yeah where the receiver comes in motion in the backfield uh, it's like a sweep they call hike and they like pitches to him it's a pass so if you know that was
1: dana holgerson jeremy
0: Oh, yeah, my bad, my bad. Dana, Dana, I'm sorry. My fault, my fault. But that, that's the first time it came to my realization. I mean, to my, um.
1: I've never con- seen it before.
0: Yeah, that, that's the first time I've ever seen it. And the reason why I bring it up is because in the NFL, in a lot of other college football games, but I say the NFL because once you reach the NFL's consciousness and, and play calling scheme, that means it's a big thing. I've seen it in the NFL this year. Everybody does it, and I feel like the genesis of it was back when Tavon Austin was taking it against Clemson and going for touchdown after touchdown after touchdown, which brings me to my next point, Brandon. Which game do you remember Tavon Austin for more? The Oklahoma game where the dude went off for 300-plus yards or the Clemson game where we won the game in the end and that dude still went off. Which which one do you remember? Like, if you had to keep one game, if you had to forget about one game and you had to keep one game in your memory bank, which game would it be?
1: Well, that's a different question. Like, you asked me which one do I remember him more for? I remember him more for the Oklahoma game because that was all Tavon. It was the Tavon show. But the game I'd rather have, of course, is the Clemson game because we won, and he had six touchdowns. Um, So but I but my memory because tavon was otherworldly against Oklahoma, he played well against Clemson and had some big plays um, and obviously it was great, but he didn't it he was otherworldly against Oklahoma. I'd never seen anything like it. The dude had three touchdowns against Clemson though, and he he, he tor- had six touchdowns against Clemson, okay, I mean uh, that's what I meant you. Yeah.
0: Uh six touchdowns against <laughs> <I'll quit talking. laughs> Clemson. Quit talking. Um but yeah, six touchdowns against Clemson and he's that otherworldly, that just shows you what kind of talent this kid has.
1: Yeah, because I remember the touchdowns though. Like I if you think about the Clemson game, the people don't remember Tavon mostly for the Clemson game. They remember Darwin Cook for the Clemson game. That's what you remember. Yeah, yeah, That's no, the, I remember Tavon. That's the play that sticks out. <laughs> That's the play that sticks out. But, but uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but Oklahoma is, is Tavon all night. Even Oklahoma winning the game remembers that game as Tavon's game.
0: Yeah. No, it was, it was a great night to be Mountaineer for sure. Brandon, I cannot wait.
1: But this is about to be a poll question, by the way.
0: That's a good, I think it's a good question. I really do.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely put it up as a poll.
0: Because Oklahoma's was probably better, but you actually won the, the Orange Bowl. You went to sleep happy. So that's a good question. But get at us. Let us know. RVK, which one's better? I mean, we talked about Mountaineer stuff. We're letting you know about it. But the main thing we're talking about right now, the poll question, Orange Bowl, or the Oklahoma game for Tavon?
1: All right, it's Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit, joined by Jeremy J. N. Fiend Phoenix. And we are talking about the last dance. We're talking about the last dance, Jay. What's up? Last dance. Last dance.
0: Oh, man. Uh, Thank you so much to the last dance for giving us something to watch, for uh, giving us something to look forward to during this COVID-19. It's been a long, rough road. And, you know, between the NFL draft and... The last dance, you know, you know, I just really appreciate it. And uh I want to thank you and uh all the efforts that you made and all the uh sacrifices you made to help us in America and the world feel a little bit normal. Thank you. Thank you. The last dance. That's my acceptance speech, by the way. No, I appreciate that. I appreciate <laughs> for what, that. I don't know. I, <laughs> for what? I don't know. But, but seriously, though, it's been a tough time. So watch the last dance, man. It gave me some perspective. I said this before. I watched Michael Jordan when I was younger, um, but I was young, so I didn't appreciate everything that actually went into it. So now I'm watching it from a different angle, from different things. Man, it just makes so much of a difference. We didn't talk about it last week because we didn't cover the last uh, last dance last week. But the Dennis Rodman thing, this dude leaving to go to Vegas in the middle of the season for three days, do you think that would happen in today's world? You think that could happen?
1: It, it, even could, if team, it couldn't happen. Because of social it, media. It couldn't.
0: Amen. Amen. Even if the team said yes. If they saw, I don't know, let's say, let's say it was uh, you know, I was gonna say, no, we're not gonna say Draymond Green because he gets hate on too much. Let's say Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson decides, you know what, I need a week away. He goes down to Vegas. You've lost your mind that in the middle of the season, if everybody's not gonna be tweeting, Hey, I just saw Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson in the room we partying it up yeah it couldn't happen like you said it couldn't happen right now
1: they take everybody's phones now and it still leaks oh absolutely bro like there's 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 no getting away from it now somebody's gonna chime in and say well people do load management now and they get away with it
0: yeah load management is not partying in vegas what was dennis rodman doing in those things uh Okay, I'm gonna stop. I almost said I almost no no. What was <laughs> Dennis <described it> doing <laughs> in those things? What was he doing in Vegas for three days? The point is it doesn't matter, cause in today's world, you would know everything. You would know every detail, you would never know every uh uh person, you, you, would, yep. you would you would know what was going on. It and like for me that's what like floored me that you could get away with this in the nineties.
1: And He did, because they gave him two days away. And like you said, he spent more than two days away. Like they said, you let him go, he's not going to come back. Somebody said, you can't understand how much of the man Dennis Rodman was unless you were there in the 90s, unless you remember the 90s. 1998, Dennis Rodman was on the Chicago Bulls playing with Michael Jordan, winning titles. Dennis Rodman was a member of the NWO, the New World Order, wrestling with Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. And Dennis Rodman dated Carmen Electra. Bingo.
0: That's all you need to say.
1: Like they said, who, by the way, who, by the way. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Who, by the way, Carmen Electra is still killing the game.
0: Oh, my goodness. You thought J-Lo and Shakira had something. You ain't seen no Carmen Electra. (laughs) (laughs) Carmen Electra. Look, you can say whatever you want about Dennis Rodman, but didn't know how big he was. That G dated Carmen Electra. For these younger cats, Google her. For these older dudes, you know what it is. That's how big Dennis Rodman was.
1: Yeah. So he was killing the game. And I like how when Dennis Rodman was playing, he was all business. When he was when he was working, he was all business. When he was playing, he was all business. Um it was an interesting dynamic though. It was interesting too. The other thing I thought was interesting was to have Phil Jackson call Michael Jordan and ask basically for Jordan's permission. Because everybody um, wants to talk about LeBron being a diva and LeBron being the boss and running everything. Things ran through the leader back then too. And Michael Jordan was the alpha of all alphas, as, as has been said. He had to give his blessing before it would be allowed.
0: Can I say this real quick? And this is something that nobody ever really talks about. Everybody says, when Jordan played, he uh, like once he got to his greatness, he was never defeated. Uh, yes, he was. Go back to 1994. When the Orlando Magic, Shaquille O'Neal, and Anthony Hardaway beat the Chicago Bulls in six games. Now, you can say he didn't play a full season, but this dude played enough games. He played 23, I think it was 23 of the, uh, of the remainder of the regular season before he got to the postseason. Went on the first round to win, then played the second round, and now you're going to say, oh, well, he didn't play,
1: so it doesn't. No, what, are you serious? Yeah, the I'm sorry. Game, I can't, can't agree with you, Jay. Can't agree.
0: Game, no, the second game he was back, he scored 55 points against the New York Knicks. But you're going to tell me 30 games later, oh, they weren't right. The difference wasn't that he got his team together. He said, like, yeah, I knew we had to get the team together. Now, what happened was in 1994, I think it was 94, 95, what happened was you got Dennis Rodman. You went 19-3 thir- like or 13-3 to 3 when you got back to finish the year um, in the regular season. Which shows you're a great team once you get back on the squad, and then you upgrade. You went and got one of the best defensive players in the NBA,
1: and the best rebounder in the in one of the best best rebounders in history.
0: So when people say, "Oh, they just you know Jordan was," no, no, they weren't. Even with Jordan, Anthony Hardaway and Shaq were better. Six games. I'm sorry. It's funny to me how that whole thing is just blocked from history. Nobody ever, Brandon. When I say ever ever talks about it. Google it. I googled it. It's hard to find. Kobe, I mean uh Jordan losing to Shaquille O'Neal and Anthony Hardaway in six games when he came back. And the next year, yeah, he came back with a better team because Pippen was so underpaid, they were able to get your boy uh 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 Dennis Rodman. But anyway, that's just my two cents. That's something that nobody ever says. I'm not hating on Jordan. Jordan's the greatest ever. But goat. I'm, I'm 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 tired of people telling the story the way they want to tell the story.
1: And and while we're at it, goat gets thrown around way too much. Way too much. Way too much. Jordan is truly the GOAT. They showed a he video is. of Ichiro meeting uh Jordan for the first time. Did you see that? Hello? No, I didn't see it. I, no, no, I'm here. I'm here, I'm here. I didn't um, right Jeremy, Ichiro is so starstruck when he meets Michael Jordan. It is amazing. It is like the most amazing thing ever.
0: I will also say he had Pippen the whole time. He had – Kobe did it with a whole different cast. I'm sorry.
1: Somebody said – you don't think Kobe what?
0: I'm not saying Kobe's better than Jordan. I'm just saying – And matter of fact, Michael Jordan said that. If you didn't see it, look at it. Michael Jordan said, I could beat everybody one-on-one. He talked about everybody. Jerry West, Magic Johnson, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade. He said the only person, I'm not saying I would lose to him, but he stole all my moves, and he said Kobe.
1: Okay, that's fine. Uh, I I just don't think that Michael Jordan loses with Shaq, Carl Malone, and Gary Payton to the Pistons, personally.
0: Uh, I, I, I beg to differ because if you look at the defensive team, Rasheed Wallace, and I thought about this when I thought, saw the Bulls, I saw the Bulls, it's like, when it, have you seen the top three defensive players ever on the same team? Kobe, I mean, like, I mean, uh, it, it was Jordan, it was Pippin, it was Rodman, three of the top five defensive players at that time. So if you go, um, to the Pistons, Rasheed Wallace, Ben Wallace, Chauncey Billups, those are the three best defensive players in the league outside of Kobe at that time. I've seen Jordan struggle with good defensive teams. Uh 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 Gary Payton and which color were old.
1: They weren't no, old. They were Gary Payton old. and Sean Kemp were not old. Oh, you mean when they played for the Lakers? Sorry. I thought you were talking about when the Bulls played them.
0: No, I'm saying they were old when they were with Kobe
1: and Shaq. They were old. Um I you know, just – I just don't I'm sorry, I just don't see it happening. But
0: but people say people say they don't see it happening. He lost. I mean, he lost in six to Shaquille O'Neal and Anthony Hardaway, when Anthony Hardaway was healthy in six.
1: Yeah, he was rusty, Jay. I'm sorry. I just rusty. Can't.
0: He scored fifty five against the the Knicks the second game he came back thirty games later. If if Kobe Bryant were to do that, in the same exact way, they wouldn't give it. if he came back in the playoffs, they wouldn't be like, well, you know, he's a little rusty. No, no. It's an excuse. And the next year, that's, that's to tell you, it's a lot about superstar players, but it's also about team. He no, it de- it's definitely about team, assets. but I'm just talking about
1: Jordan. Jordan has the most all-time game-winning clutch shots. I mean, you already said Jordan's the greatest of all – Greatest of all time. So, yeah, yeah.
0: I, I'm, and I that. one
1: of the funniest things I saw recently is somebody said, I don't care. I don't care. The for all the people in the conversation for the GOAT, nobody had a worse starting teammate than Smush Parker, Brandon. It's not even close. I Smush- beg, oh. I beg to differ. I beg to differ. Uh, Cav, that 2007 Cavs team was a 2007 <laughs> yeah, that went to the yeah. finals. Name Delonte three play name West three North name West. three of the I, I'll let you name three of the starters on that team.
0: I don't even know. Delante, uh good Elgalsius, start. Drew that's Gooden. Two. Boom.
1: good Drew son. Gooden. Yeah, son. Get up <laughs> off <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man. That, I, I mean you almost made me go
0: to Darius Miles, but I knew that was a little early, so
1: Yeah, no, that's yeah.
0: uh I about Darius Miles too.
1: That was a bad. That was a bad team, and LeBron took them to the finals. Which, by the
0: way, the only reason why I remembered him is because on ESPN they were showing the dunk contest from uh, LeBron's senior year, and in that dunk contest was uh, Charlie Villanueva, McDowell's All American. There was another dude I can't remember his name, but he was in the dunk contest too. But anyways, the judges were Michael Vick, uh, uh. Darius Miles, Drew, Good, Drew, Drew uh, Gooden Gordon, whatever his name is, um uh DeWa Wagner. Yeah, they were all they were all judges for the McDonald's All American dunk contest, which LeBron was in, and of course won.
1: So the last dance, uh back to the last dance. Michael Jordan is a get- raging gambling aholic yes. By the way. By the, by the way, I, we almost closed this up without saying that.
0: <laughs> he said, uh, oh, I'm not a yeah. Who's an addict who doesn't admit they're an addict?
1: A real addict, okay? Who, you mean who admits, yeah, they, they, they never admit they're addicts. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, if I have an addiction to anything, it's competition. Okay, buddy. You <laughs> didn't play the game without money. You can do it without money. You can do it just for bragging rights.
0: Gee, you didn't go to the White House over gambling, okay? That's all I need to know. <laughs> you didn't go to the White House after you won the championship because of gambling. That's all I need to know.
1: Yeah, somebody said they felt like um, it was him getting time away, spending time with his family more than anything when he went to Atlantic City during the Knicks uh, Conference Finals. And I could buy that, but everything else, like the $57,000 he paid that sketchy dude uh, for (laughs) golfing. And like somebody said, how's ESPN just going to throw that guy in and give us no other background information on him?
0: Yeah, man, this is art class because this is mad sketchy,
1: son mad sketchy that dude that, what happened to that dude where'd he go where is he now I need to know I got questions you gotta give me some hey, answers
0: shout out Mr. Mason Jackson Junior High School you know yeah I'm telling you like I look at Jordan look, by the way I, Jordan's a goat we all know he's the greatest ever but look at his face sometimes when he's talking about stuff and I'm like come, come on now I mean, I mean come on now who are we? That's, that's like Jim Justice saying he didn't say the F word. Come, come on,
1: Jim Justice <laughs>
0: said the F word. He said it. He Brandon, said it. He should fall. how? in how? Where did he come on and say, oh, there was a glitch? Nah, G, I heard it. How are you going to look me dead in the face and tell me I didn't hear
1: what I heard? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. No, I watched it. Watched it live. You didn't flinch. You said it. Then, Brandon, Brandon. <laughs> he had the nerve I'm sorry he had the nerve to say I have never (laughs) never said never have I ever
0: never have I ever said that word
1: in any shape form or fashion okay alright Jim (laughs) Jimbo okay okay son but he did just win the re-election like somebody said that's all that matters look say whatever you want I'm just saying like it's interesting. Like, some of the things he said are a
0: little
1: interesting, but... Anyway, all right, so that's it. Unless you got something else on the last dance. Uh, that's it, man. Can't wait to see the last... What we got? Four episodes left? Can't wait. Get at your boys and Voice Kids. RBK all day, baby.
0: Network.